Good morning, everyone. It is 7.30 on Saturday morning. Yemaya's day. Oh, hi, Olive. And here's Olive. Jump. Can you hear her? Maybe y'all can hear her. Ah, <laughs> a little best at. Anyway, I just woke up out of dead sleep and instantly was told to talk about this. <laughs> what I'm going to talk about. <clears throat> so here we go. Uh, this is going to be just sharing my, um, like my childhood and shit, uh, to explain, like, just, just to kind of give, uh, let's see, what am I trying to say? Give the, oh, spirit, what am I trying to say? I'm giving like the background of, uh, my, my stuff. Anyway, (laughs) this is specifically about music, hip hop music and growing up um growing up Baltimore so I told you a lot of y'all know like I was raised in Baltimore um crazy thing about being raised in Baltimore though especially black in the 90s is I was in a no did it go away okay good I was in a blended family not blended was that the right word but no but god what is the fucking technical shit but by ethnic Anyway, my dad's from is black American from Baltimore and my mother is mad ass Caribbean from Grenada. Two very different cultures. Oh, very, very different cultures. And so like, um, you know, I I grew up in a home where um like it just was different than the other black kids I was around because um a lot of the other black kids I was I, I was hanging out with or, or in my community both their parents were either from the Caribbean or both parents were from America. So I was like the only person I knew growing up, like at all. Actually, I'm the only one in my family, actually, that has this. Where the parent is one from the Caribbean, one from Grenada. Or the uh, from America. I think I have like, after, like when I was little, when I was 12, the next person in my family was my my cousin. My Trini cousin, second cousin, married an American man, my dad's best friend. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, actually, I, yeah. So, so then their child was now the next child in the family that had um, one parent in the Caribbean or Caribbean culture and one parent uh, American culture. <clears throat> I should talk to that little cousin about what his life was like. But I can exp- I can tell y'all, especially because I know a lot of y'all that are listening are, um, you know, Black Americans <clears throat> that grew up like either all the way Black American or you're like Caribbean people american people that grew up with with solid caribbean culture in your household um and so anyway when you grow up with that um you know the excuse me the the relationship between caribbean people west indians and and black americans in um the 90s that was kind of a rough it was kind of a rough uh thing but because you know black culture we have a lot of um built-in we have a lot of built-in isms of our own, you know, like there's colorism within the black community. There's a lot of times, um, especially back in the nineties, a lot of black Americans were really, um, angry at, at West Indians. Um, so there was a lot of animosity from black Americans to West Indians, a lot of like, just a lot. So I, I, I got to experience that. So my, one of the things that, um, was kind of a concrete way that I experienced that like split was around music. So I, um, and you know, like I grew up mad Christian too. So 
my American family was not conservative. Like they were like y'all hear how how to like my like I'm, I'm gonna tell you a lot of this is gonna be talking about my grandma's house but like my grandma you know she's black american and you know we you know have a strong culture there so um but a lot of my music was just strictly gospel music on that side and then on my mom's side she was listening to a lot of caribbean music but she also was um anglican and was raised like anglican and like catholic so a lot of the music was Christian, but it was um, like Anglican, you know, like ah, church type, like um, kind of like what am I trying to say? Not opera, but classical singing, classical. Ooh, four, four, four. Yeah. So there was this hard split between like Kirk Franklin and like whatever, whatever like uh, Anglican Catholic church music my mom was listening to, um, and so that was what my household was. The, the, in that though, there was no room for hip hop, <laughs> no no room for for hip hop. It's no room for secular. Um, I was I I got a lot of my um, you know like my my R and B my the classics. Like I got a lot of the classics like Stevie Wonder, all that. <clears throat> I got a lot of that through um, you know like going to like community stuff. But like my parents, we strictly listened to, and everybody who knows Baltimore, we listened to, um, what's it called? Um, Heaven 600, child, Heaven 600 was my shit. Heaven 600 was the, all I listened to from the age of nothing to, till I was, when I got, I didn't get my first radio till I was 11 or 12. So I, I had no access to just like listen to music on my own, 555, till I was, <clears throat> yeah, like 11 or 12 no radios weren't allowed and then um my so so how did I get music in me then how did I learn music okay so I learned a lot of shit through going to my grandma's house and just like posting up in front of the tv (laughs) because the center of her house was the television you know like she raised she was raising three of my cousins um who were all much older than me by like almost a decade and then like her house was just kind of like you know, everybody, black grandma house, everybody dropped their the kids off there, right? So there was always a gang of us at her house, and it was always posted up in front of TV. So from early, as early as I can remember, I, a lot of y'all will remember this, but like the box was what they would play first. So I was, it was, um, these cousins didn't watch MTV because the quote that was, now see, I'm we're going to talk, talk, talk about race stuff around music. Um, there was like a hard, there was this hard cultural stuff around white music versus black music and you know if you was a black kid in baltimore you can't like white music which is at the time that was what um that would have been 102.7 was because 92 so 92 q in baltimore played all the like hip-hop that was basically like hot 97 in new york 92 q everybody knows who that if you're from baltimore you know that that station so there was 92 q i wasn't allowed to listen to that at all um so i would see music videos at my grandmother's house of music playing on 92 q so the only way that I learned hip hop was through watching my watching these music videos at my grandma's house when I was we was always over there. But I had no control over the TV because you know I'm the youngest, so I don't get to never get to watch what I want to watch. It's always like whatever they watch, and I gotta just sit in and watch. Which you know, for my little mind, God, y'all like I watched. So look, you know, I had before BET there was the box, so it was the box, and then MTV and VH1 wasn't even around yet. Yeah, so. 
here I am little. I think I was, oh God, I would have been like ages, you know, seven, eight, nine. Cause I remember this one day, like, um, where I'm like learning this stuff, but not really, but I, I would like watch the music video, but then I would leave and never hear the song really. Um, because I'm not listening to it on the radio. So like I would go to school and my, my, all the kids at school, their parents weren't really as strict around music. So a lot of them were listening to the radio. So I would go to school and everybody would know the lyrics to shit. You know, when you ask school, everybody rapping and stuff. And I'm, I'm not, I don't know the words. So y'all, that was, the, that was the beginning of my bullying. I have been, I was bullied so much around music. Um, I was bullied so much. It was, that was a really, a really strong area that people picked on me around <laughs> was um, if I didn't know songs. And I didn't. I wouldn't know them. So I, uh, that was something like no matter where I went, I was getting bullied. <laughs> we didn't have the word bully for, for it yet because bullying back then was considered like, if somebody put their hands on you and nobody put their hands on me. Thank God, that was I mean, I didn't get I didn't get picked in that way. Like fighting. <laughs> um, I just got verbally picked on quite a bit all the time. 24 seven. I mean, I was. I was, you know, Michael B. Jordan, bro, like, I feel for you, man. Like, I, I didn't understand that shit. I was bullied everywhere I went growing up. I was bullied at home. I was bullied at school. I was bullied at grandma's hospital. I was bullied by family. I was bullied by strength. I was bullied by everybody. Fucking, like, I understand now what it takes to, like, develop the Christ consciousness. <laughs> you gotta, like, go through all the fucking storms of humanity. But, um, that was a strong area of bullying for me. Um, so when I moved to Oregon, I, I made a clear cut in my mind, like, uh-uh, nobody here knows who I am. Nobody knows my past. I get to be a whole new person. And I completely turned, changed who I was. But th- that's, that's fast forwarding. So back to, back to like being in the 90s in Baltimore, my grandma's house. So my, fir- my earliest, some of my earliest music videos that I remember, 1010, was like, like, for instance, I saw the first music video, that R. Kelly um, video with, um, Keep it on the download, y'all. That shit to this day traumatized the shit out of me, bro. Like there was a, there was the original cut of it that came out on the box, and it was um, keep it on the download where Mr. Big, so like R. Kelly is having his little affair with Mr. Big's girl, and Mr. Big runs in busting, you know, and busting with the sledgehammer and the people, and they grab him, but but like there was this cut of it where they beat the shit out of R. Kelly with that sledgehammer, bro. I watched that. I'll never forget that. I was sitting there watching it and oh my God, like I was, it was the worst. I was screaming actually. I, I got on the floor and I covered my ears and I just started like not screaming, screaming, but I was like, cry. it was just like, I couldn't handle this violence. <laughs> um, and I remember getting laughed at by my cousins because I was so quote sensitive. But the next time that video came on, eventually, like, whenever I left my grandma's house and came back or whatever, they only... The, it's like I don't know if what the editors or whatever I don't know if they got in trouble for it having to be the way it was but it's like they cut out that whole section of the music video that like movie part where he just gets busted up bad with the sledgehammer um yeah like so from then on it's like I, I I noticed that there was a change in the music video and I was so grateful that like I never had to see that scene again but like that's just I, I never forgot that. I always would pay attention to the fact that like wow, I I was really um I was really affected by music videos. So, um and I understand that now like I'm clear audience and all that shit. But 
I would watch music videos with my cousins and learn the songs that way. Um, I was getting to see. Okay, so the the big point about this is that there's a whole s- section of hip hop music that I don't know because ooh twelve twelve. I was absolutely completely shielded off from it. Like, what I'm telling y'all, like I like for instance Foxy Brown, Lil Kim. Those were two artists that I was like very hard not allowed to listen to because. Any any women that were sh- exploring their sexuality, strongly sexual, um, powerfully sexual in any way, using standing in their masculinity with their sexuality, like any of that, I was not allowed to listen to it, first off. But second, if I saw it, I had already been pre, like, um, it's called pre-programmed by my insanely conservative, not just home, but the school I was going to, that women that were expressing their sexualities in that way were evil, bro, evil. In fact, just Jezebels is, you know, we got, we had terms in the Bible, like people in the Bible that we, they could just throw at me. She's a Jezebel. She's the one that, or whatever, whoever um, tempted Samson and he got his hair cut off and took all his, it took all his power away. Women like that will lead you to the devil. Yeah. 13, 13. So I grew up and became one. Oh, blessed be. Anyway. Um, but yeah, like, so I, there's a whole lot of hip hop music that like, I don't know to this day. I do not know. And so De La Soul, bless, bless De La Soul. They, they got their big, um, you know, this big achievement on Spotify. Was it Spotify? On all streaming services or whatever. Bless, blessed be to De La Soul. I don't know a single one of your musics. Um, at Lil' Kim. No, don't know your music. Foxy Brown. I think I like it's it's like I would know your music only if your music video came on and I like would remember the song if the hap- music video happened to come on. But if somebody walked up to me and was like, "Sing me a Foxy Brown song," I don't know. I think like there's one in my head that I'm seeing. There's one with, with um, it was a really famous one. Shit, and it's like a, a house party. I would like see. This is how I this is how I this is how I understand music from childhood. Before I got my first radio. Now when I got my first radio, bro, like you can. I would listen to all I wanted to, except, you know, my dad would come in. No, 92Q. So I had to start listening to 102.7, which is, quote, white music, right? So I would get bullied for knowing this, like, um, all around the world, statues crumble for me. <laughs> or, you know, um, I'm blue, da-ba-dee-da-ba-da. My whole room turned blue. I, my, my favorite color was blue. I made everything blue. So my mom, you know, let, let me sing that song. I'm blue. Any any songs that didn't talk about sex, they weren't outright, you know, uh, I, I want to lick l- 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 you from your head to your toes. That shit, like, I wasn't allowed to listen to that. So, because I'm repeating the lyrics. Because you know me, like, if, I'm, if I learned a song, I'm going to be around singing it, right? Well, my parents, they didn't want to hear me. Siggy, you know, what's what's the one girl? Oh God, this one's so funny. Um, I don't even think it I think it came out later, but what's that one? Oh God. Oh shit. It's it's this one, it's this one size I can't even something about licking your pussy, something, something. I don't know. The what's the one girl? She did the damn song, it's like one hit wonder. Hip hop. Oh, it's gone now. I can't remember it. It'll come to me. But um any songs that had like, you know, quote vulgar language couldn't listen to granted one day i'll never forget this i was driving in the car with my dad and um this is let me know kind of my dad's personality versus my mom's where he would like the first time i was in the car with him and he turned on wait he had on it wasn't 92q because he wouldn't listen to 92q but i think 102.7 and like there's another station 93.9 these stations started playing like when hip-hop started crossing over into like pop 
so so that quote, the white pop stations were playing them. We was driving through Baltimore one day and a thong song came on, bro. And my dad started singing it. And I like turned my, I like broke my neck looking at him like, wait, wait, wait. How you know this song? <laughs> like, what? And it, hearing my dad sing the thong, thong, the thong, 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 bro. I was like, my brain didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was like, wait, secular music coming out of my dad's mouth? What? What's going on, Jesus? What's going on in the world? The, the sky must be falling. Um, that, that stuck with me because I was like, wait, now I got to pay attention to this on some level. Like, I was just like, my dad's cool. Like, what the fuck? How do I? You know, I remember going back to my cousin's house. And by that point, they had had their own children. They were starting to have their own children. And, you know, their little kid, their little cousin, their children are dancing in the room to thong song. People, we watching music videos and imitating that shit, right? So I, as I started getting older, I started, you know, learning only what the white stations would play. Oh, this is really crazy. This is some sort of like kind of history lesson on music and race and shit. Anyway, and the radio um, and airtime. But like, yeah, so like I would, as I got older, like right before I left Baltimore, so maybe, yeah, 11 and 12, those years, those two years was when I started really getting to learn a little bit more um, music because they were, because it was, hip hop was starting to become more mainstream. <clears throat> Excuse me, more mainstream. So, um, yeah, so I started learning that stuff. Okay, so when I got to Oregon, though, it was, like, blank slate. Like, there was even, I think we even had, like, a family meeting when we got there, like, the four of us. And it was, like, everything in Baltimore stays in Baltimore type thing. This is a whole new life, whole new world. And I remember just being, like, oh, thank God. Like, I'm not going to be picked on about my shoes no more. Because I was always wearing, like, I was, you know, I went to a private school. So I constantly was in uniforms. And when I wasn't at school, um like we didn't I wasn't always being bought the like top stuff I was getting I actually wore a lot of, I wore hand-me-downs from my older cousins these older cousins I'm telling you about so like I would get picked on a lot for my like I remember I went to I had my cousins they hand me down one of their pairs of New Balance and they hand me down some Sauconies which I used to call Sacconi <laughs> but some Sauconies and that was when Saucony was like really getting big and but they were hand-me-downs and they weren't like I could choose the color or anything it was just like but I remember going to school and wearing my new balance and being called old balance (laughs) that was like my nickname oh Michael B Jordan bro we're gonna meet and we're gonna be friends because bullying bro is like a thing I like there's little there's literally cousins listening to this I know are listening to this that are absolutely the bullies that um (laughs) traumatize the shit out of me around this and so that's why I'm glad that I'm in the position I'm in right now. So Michael B. Jordan, superpower twins here. <laughs> but yeah, like I would get called old balance. Um, that was a big one. That hurt. <laughs> old balance. Um, you know, I just I didn't get to wear like back when um there was that whole era where Looney Tunes and shit. They would um dress Looney Tunes up in like hip hop clothes and put them on T-shirts. So everybody's walking around wearing like. Bugs Bunny wearing, you know, gold chains and shit, or uh, when Elmo first came out, God, when that whole Elmo era happened, like Tickle Me Elmo and shit, um, everybody was putting Elmo on their clothes, and I didn't, I couldn't, my mom, my parents wouldn't buy me um, clothes like that, so I would get, like I said, I would just get hand-me-downs from them, that was how I was, I was, I wanted so badly to be a part of hip-hop culture, but I was just, was not, I was being isolated from every turn, every turn child so when I got to Oregon like I said I got my had my radio and that's all I did I would stay in my room 
and just listen to all of the music all the time. Like I, and then I also had a, as my, my dad got, I got my first CD player too by that point. Cause I got it like right before I moved. Yeah. Like I had it on that matrix trip, the matrix, the, um, the trip where I was just being downloaded by the matrix. So I had it and I would constantly listen, you know, to music, um, that I could, I didn't, I wasn't allowed to have these CDs. So I relied strictly on the radio. Um, once I got into high school, though, all bets was off. Like, I got to listen to whatever the... Well, no. I got to listen to what I wanted to listen to, but I wasn't allowed to buy it. So, like, <laughs> like my clip CD. I, I loved clips. You, every kids would sit around and, like, you know, I, we'd hold, hold the beat and then people would freestyle and all that stuff at school. Um, so, but I, I went and got the clip CD. My dad came home and took that shit. Like, he heard me playing it and I, that went away. My brother got the... Um, it was the, the, oh God, what's that fucking basketball player? Allen Iverson. I was, why I have such a big crush on Allen Iverson? Good God. I had his jersey and everything, his hat. But anyway, Allen Iverson, my, my brother had the Allen Iverson CD, bro. My dad heard, there was like one, um, you know how you do skits? There was a skit on that CD, I guess, of a woman having an orgasm. I, bro, I never forget My dad walked in and was like, what, do you, what is this? Took the CD and cracked it up in front of us. <laughs> like broke the whole CD. <laughs> Away with you. So um, that was how I was experiencing hip-hop. Hip-hop was evil. It was dangerous. It made you want to go out and have sex and have babies. It made you want to leave your parents. It made you want to leave the church. Like These were all the messages I was getting about hip-hop. I was just not allowed to experience the culture of it. No matter what. Like, not re- like Yeah, because I'm at this point, like I said, I'm in high school and the clip CD getting taken from me. So... Um, Bro, like I even, I would like just find ways to like get hip hop in my in my life. So what I did was like, um, like Limp Biscuit. No, was it Limp Biscuit? Not Limp Biscuit. Um, oh shit, what's the group that did that? There was a, was it Limp Biscuit? Hold on. Oh god, this is going to piss me off if I don't remember this. Let me hold on. Let me just Spotify it. Hold on. Hold on.